Hey everyone, it's your host James Olson. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to share a quick reminder that Pacific Sound Radio has our very own playlist called Van City Jams. Van City Jams features bands and artists that we talk about in every new episode we drop, along with a selection of our favorite local singles. The playlist is updated every week, so head on over to Spotify and expose yourself to some new and exciting Vancouver music. That's Van City Jams only on Spotify. We now return to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome to Pacific Sound Radio, your go-to source for everything happening in the Vancouver music scene. I'm James Olson, and on this episode, we are speaking with Dossie Andrada and Justin Texan of Dossie. Dossie are a forward-thinking, genre-mashing alternative R&B act who, in their brief time as a group, have been featured on a selection of high-profile Spotify playlists, have been signed to the label Imperial Music, and have amassed a devoted following in the Vancouver music scene. The band's debut EP, Satin Playground, was featured on our Best of 2021 episode, and we're stoked to have the opportunity to speak with Dossie and company about their journey so far. Here's a taste of Dossie's music off of their latest EP. This is Getaway. Thank you, you two, for coming on the show. Great to have you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Let's kick things off with some introductions. What is your name and what do you play? Hi, I'm Dassey. I am the I am a singer of the band. I'm the singer of the band. I'm JT. I'm the guitarist and producer for the band. As we're nearing the end of 2023, I'm curious as to what releases you two have been really enjoying this year. One of them, I would say, is like that Hemlock Springs album, the Going, Going, Gone EP is really good yeah i think for me it was the new like mcgee stuff his like he dropped like two eps he's like d john's producer it's crazy mm. yeah this cool album i discovered this year actually came out last year does that count yeah, yeah. okay yeti season by l M- michelle's affair this album is crazy it's got like a yeti on it oh it's nice. sick yeah it, it, you look at the album art and you we don't expect what you're about to hear it's crazy what style is it like fusion like lots of jazz like it literally fusion jazz funk um very tribal like percussion going on it's sick yeah Ooh, that sounds cool it's got a yeti on the cover so it's, it's got a yeti good. on yeah. yeah how special can i get <laughs> so kind of on that thread there what bands or artists inspired you to pursue a career in music at least for me, like, what inspired me, at least to play guitar, what was it? I think it was John Frusciante. I know we were talking about, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. and the guy playing trumpet before. But, yeah, yeah Frusciante made me really, like, get into guitar. At least, like, electric guitar playing, because I just loved his style. And then, at least for producing, I think it was, like, it's like, Pharrell. Pharrell and, I think, Kanye. Old Kanye, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I would say, like, performance-wise, Selena is, like, my inspiration, I like grew up listening to all of her Tejano music and American music. Um, and then 
for songwriting, I would say like my inspiration would be mainly based um, on Amy Winehouse's writing. So, yeah. Yeah, good mix of stuff. I read that the members of Dossie met at the Nimbus School of Music, which is also where Vancouver groups, including Shway, rest in peace, and, <laughs> and Winona Forever were formed. Uh, what was your experience like forming a group in that environment? Yeah, I mean, going to like an audio school, it's just like you're surrounded by like people, like-minded people. And like without going to like a school, an audio school like that, it's just like I wouldn't have never met like Dossie or any of the people I'm like close with now. And I think that's just invaluable. Cause if I never went like this, I never would have be here right now doing what I'm doing. And yeah, with the opportunities I've been presented with. Yeah. I would say, yeah, likewise for me, um, I went in there expecting nothing and I didn't know which path I would take event. Cause I went in for like art artist development and I wanted to venture into more of like the production and engineering side just because like I wanted to know the background and everything. Try to do it myself. But I obviously like I went in with no background, like audio engineering background. So me being able to collab with this guy and like our um, other past band members, like, yeah, just timing too. Like if I was in another cohort, this whole thing wouldn't ha have happened. So it's a great confluence of a few different things going on at once. For sure, yeah. What did you learn during your time at Nimbus that has helped the band in your formative years? How to wrap cables. <laughs> I mean, that kidding. is important. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when patch cords uh, break. Exactly, or they're, they're, they're tangled up the moment you take them out of the bag. Mm -hmm. exactly. We spent 30K just to know how to not do that. I like just working with different people. Like, I mean, like, you're all like-minded, but you're still, like, different personalities. So, like, just working with that or trying to, like, work around that, I think that was, yeah, super important. Yeah, and, it, like, experiencing different situations um, and, like, working with people you've never met before. It's, like, sometimes hard to get into that working zone. But then eventually, like, in Nim like while we were at Nimbus we learned our way to navigate those situations um, through sessions and all that. Did you find more often you were recording other people's music or is it more the other way around? When I was there, they were recording my music. I, I wasn't doing much of the engineering side, mm. which I wish I was. But uh, but then again, I'm still grateful. Like I was able to curate the project that we have out now um, while I was in school, kind of making my money's worth using the studio time instead of like actually renting a studio. But yeah, it was mainly like me being recorded. Yeah, like you were, I remember you were like pretty popular. Like you were always in a session with like someone. Yeah. With one band, our guitarist was a student at Nimbus. I actually wound up co-founding the podcast with him. We did a late night like demo recording sesh, like yes. literally an all nighter at, yeah. at Nimbus. Yeah. Of course, I don't think we did anything with the demos. I'm not sure if we even like released them or anything. Right. So we just like right. lost sleep for nothing but it's the experience, it's the experience that counts experience. right exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cave yeah <laughs> when the group was forming what music did you bond over we actually when a lot a lot of us had different types we had a different 
we had different tastes between each other, I would say. I was mainly into like Motown, R and B, jazz and yeah. JT, you were Jazz is kinda of like similar now. Like I was just into like just more like alternative like rock and like R and B. I guess it was similar, like R and B was like similar, and but like our other drummer, our old drummer, was um into like rock music and he's he's now playing in like another band and they're more more rocky too. So it's like yeah, a mix of many things. Who currently rounds out the lineup, and how do they individually contribute to the group? So the current lineup now, of course, Dassey and I, like, mm-hmm. say we're, like, the core of it. Mm-hmm. And then we got Miles, who plays amazing drums. And we got Quincy, crazy keyboardist, crazy just musician. I mean, both of them are. They're, like, invaluable. And Zach, too, crazy bass player. And that just, yeah, that's the lineup right now. It's been like a year, about, with this lineup? Two years? Yeah. It's been two years. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Are any of them on the most recent EP that you dropped? Yeah, Miles and Quincy helped out with like some songwriting stuff. Nice. But we really just fleshed it out between Dassey and I. Yeah. The next LP, though, will be more, we're getting more people in on it. And yeah, it'll be mainly like JT and I. Working on the EP alongside with Miles and Quincy's support. When the group was founded, was it the case where you two were like the the core, or is it just you've become like the core of the group? I mean, it was always like Dassey to begin with, but I just I think it just like we just were found out we like worked just well together, and it just came pretty naturally. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We we were a band when we started out. It wasn't my idea to call it Dassey. <laughs> we still don't know who said it to this day. There's still a debate. But um, yeah, like, I mean, past members come in and the new members come, uh, go. past members go out and new members come in. And like, f- from what I see, it's been like JT and I the whole time that stuck it through. The band incorporates a variety of styles, including hip hop, R&B, and indie rock. How does the group blend these together into a cohesive Dossy sound? We're still trying to figure that out, actually. I don't know. We just kind of try stuff. And like, if we like it at the end of like making it, it just, yeah, we decide to put it out or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah like our rules, if it, too, if it sounds too fabricated and not natural, then eh, ex nay. But yeah, we try to make as much music that... Um, and that like surrounds what's inspired us with, with like our daily like listenings and what we catch on trends and all that. Yeah, and I'll get into this in a little bit, but is it one of those cases where, you know, you write a song and it's like, oh, that's just what we've been listening to and we're going to put it out under this under this name regardless of what you've put out previously? It's kind of it's like nowadays when we write our songs, it's kind of like the vibe we feel that day. Or um, we reference, like, what we've been into lately. Yeah. So, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think (laughs) so. (laughs) That that works. Uh, The group includes members from a variety of cultural backgrounds as well. How is multiculturalism reflected in your approach to music? It's important to branch out to know, like, what's there and what you can take and put into your own art um let alone but like acknowledging where where you've got that idea from right um i think with like our different 
interests in music. Like I'm into Motown and like Tejano music. And I once wasn't, I had like my brief K-pop <laughs> phase. <laughs> everyone like, did. Yeah, right. Everyone's got it. Everyone's got it. But uh, Blackpink forever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mine was 17. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and like we just pick up a few of these things that we hear. And over time, it's just like, we're not necessarily aware that we're putting it directly into our music, but it just comes so naturally because it's something we grew up with, right? Yeah. Essentially. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think just being, at least for me, it's just like, from like what my parents have been, like they're like Filipino and they're like kind of strict. And like, I think that discipline that they had on me, like just affected how I like look at like things and like how I work too. Just like really sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah. Good working habits. Yeah. You mentioned Tahana music, which is not a genre I'm particularly familiar with. Like where's where's that from and what's that sound like? Um, I so when I say Tahana music, I'm mainly like ref- referencing Selena. So she was she basically is like the queen of Tejano music and that kind of originated in Texas area. It's now like growing, like you mm. hear lots of Latin influences in american music today and she was one of the groundbreaking artists to start that before she tragically passed yeah but you've heard of that story right yeah Yeah. so it's kind of uh, not in terms of the same circumstances but kind of just in terms of the just the you know cut short cut short yeah of it it's like uh, Aaliyah. yeah Aaliyah, exactly prime example too right like yeah and so selena was trying to break out she was singing Tejano music, Latin music all throughout her life. And then like, I guess around the last year of her life to branch out into English music. Yeah, and she she wrote, she like uh, recorded those three tracks before she, yeah, yeah. and it was in English and that's all we have. Wow. Yeah. I understand JT, you handle the production end of things for the group. In situations where you're working with someone else and you're trying to realize their vision, like what Mm. do you do to try and create space for that? Yeah, I pretty much let them take like the rein and for like, yeah, because I want to see their vision go through. Because like in the end, if they're like asking me to help for their song, like I want to see their vision go through first. And like if they want me to have like any more input, then I'll like ask or like let them be the ones to initiate that. Because like, yeah, it's all for the song, end of the day. And who have you worked with so far? Anyone listeners would recognize? Uh, not, mainly like local people for now. But okay. we've been like branching out like to LA a little bit. And there's some stuff coming out maybe. Yeah, can't say yet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Last question on the production end of things. Yeah. Has there been on a record or a song or something lately that you've heard where you've just been like, oh my God, the production on this. I got to try and replicate this somehow. Oh man, that's like every time I open Spotify. <laughs> oh man, what's lately? There's this one. I think it was, I mean, it's not even that crazy, but that like, what was that? Strong Boy or whatever? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it was called Cold, Cold. but they're like, I think they're European. But yeah, they just made this one song I found on my Discover Weekly. And like, yeah, I showed Dassey and we were both like obsessed with it. It's just so simple and good. Yeah. It's like an indie rock, which is an indie pop rock, psych pop. Yeah. So the group's called Strong Boy and the song's called Cold. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Got that yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dossie has released two EPs and four singles that do not appear on either release. How yeah. how do you decide what songs stand on their own rather than belonging on an EP? I guess that was like, because like the four singles, we didn't, at the time, didn't have like, we didn't initiate an I like an album idea like um plan so we were just like whatever song we feel and make during this month will be out next month kind of thing yeah we did have like a distribution deal with imperial and so the plan was four singles so we we gave them four singles yeah fair enough yeah but uh, now that we're getting out of this deal, we're we're more flexible and more free to just plan out this LP, anything that we want. Certainly with songs like Stepmom and Love You a Little Bit, they're definitely different sonically than the EPs that you've put out so far. So I'm I'm wondering if it's one of those cases where like, oh, this isn't exactly fit with the sounds of those EPs. So Yeah, yeah, and, and that so also contributed to... Contrib- contributed to why we didn't put that into the um ep or projects so like just a taste would have been more of our r&b album and like i think this next album will be more psych rock yeah oh cool so we like to venture off in different genres and we try not to be contained into one yeah yeah because i noticed uh would you say that Satin Playground is probably your most hip hop. It w- de- definitely, and I would say it's like it gives. There's songs that have different feel, so it's like since it was our last project or our first, sorry, our first project, I wanted everyone to, or like I wanted listeners to have a bit of a t- like a taste of what we are capable of putting out too. Like Summertime is done is mainly hip hop, I would say, and like I'll be there. It's very indie pop and What's the first song on the EP? Sidewalks. It's Sidewalks. also more in like hip hop indie like well, bedroom. Sidewalk Sidewalk straight up has like a beat switch at the end. Right, yeah, yeah it does. Very exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Thank you. The song Getaway off of your latest release, Just a Taste, features Comortal, one of the most unique voices in Western Canadian hip hop. How did you connect with him? So actually like we knew of like Comortal for like a while. Mm-hmm. Like they're awesome, like mm-hmm. yeah so great but like we like we had like we were part of this um what was this this like music bc BC program accelerator program called like arc and like pretty much like you do like some like workshops and that then you go to like princeton for like a retreat for like a week and it was during that retreat that we like were paired together dassey me and kimortal and crush who's like another producer violinist but yeah we were tasked during that week to make a song and then presented at the end of the uh the camp and and yeah we ended up liking it and then yeah we put it out yeah good stuff coming out of arc yeah any other highlights from your time at the retreat it was just nice to just be surrounded with yeah again again like-minded people but like they're all really cool and like it was good to just be in that environment it was out in like middle of nowhere kind of and like you could just be vulnerable there yeah we everyone got lit 
towards the end of the um, trip. And it just was, it was just a great vibe all throughout. We were still talking to each other. We haven't like lost contact. And I feel like with the group that we were in, we could just hit up anyone anytime and it would feel like nothing, like time hasn't gone by, you know what I mean? Like everyone's still close and tight knit. Yeah, so connection is what we gained. As we kind of talked about earlier with the first EP set in Playground, the more it's uh, it's varied, but there's it feels a little bit more hip hop, whereas just to taste the second EP is more R and B oriented. Talked about how the next one, the next release, is going to be more psychrock oriented. So I got two questions about that. Are you looking to do a full album? And what when you say psychrock, like what direction are we? Are we talking here? Are we talking something like classic psych? Or are we talking something in the way of like that new Lil Yachty album that came out this year? Or that's a good reference. I'd, um, what was the first question? Oh, are you doing a full album? Yes. Nice. <laughs> okay, yes. full album. Um, but in to ref- uh, the second question, um, Sonics. the Sonics. Yeah, it's kind of a mix. I would say like not every song on the album will be considered like full psych rock yeah the vibes changing like it's definitely psych rock influence but like it's like still like a mix of like different genres ish yeah but more of a rocky feel feel. satin playground but rock yeah Yeah. oh nice (laughs) that's yeah yeah and it'll be like six songs longer right 13 songs ish 12 to 13 yeah full album full full ass album yeah sorry can we say that yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, you can say ass on TV. It's oh, more, right. Yeah, it's more when people drop F-bombs. They're like, oh, can I swear? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Right. Okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, this isn't going on CBC, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, you can say shit on TV, too. Yeah, you can yeah. say bitch. You can yeah, say bitch. Say bitch, ass, shit. Yeah. Bullshit. It's it's uh, the F word and C word. Those are like. Oh, yeah. It's just those yeah, two. Just those you two. You can say bastard. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can say fuck uh, in once in a PG-13 movie. That's oh, the rule. That. Yeah. yeah. Only once. Only That's once. The That's the rule. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. That's cool. Fun <laughs> yeah. fact. And but yeah, if you say it more than once, you get an R rating. Ah. Yeah. That's why all Tarantino movies are rated R. R. Besides, also you know the violence, the and gore, stuff. and yeah. everything, right? <laughs> so G's like absolutely no, no fucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. No, that's uh, cool that you're exploring a psychedelic uh, direction with the the next release because that's certainly something that I've observed over the last you know, well, I mean, it's not been a little while; it's been over, definitely been like uh, over a decade or so. But you're seeing uh, more hip hop artists incorporate psychedelic elements into their music, like yes, Travis Tizo Scott's touchdown. a good ex- yeah, Tizo Touchdown. Travis Scott's a good example. A record that I've absolutely loved that I love just telling people about is uh, are you too familiar with 070 shake yes i love them so much that that first 070 shake album is one of my favorite things that has come out in a long time cover is insane too come on so 070 shake's been here like post pandemic but the first time was like the last faded in the park which just for me i didn't i didn't have any interest in in seeing faded even when i was of age to do it and the other was she was opening for Coldplay, and I'm like, I wait, wait, was she? That yeah. Was when? No, she was at Faded. Yeah, yeah. No, she's at Faded, like the last Faded that they ever held. It's yeah. Separate. Separate. separate yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, most recently, she went, when she was here, she was opening for Coldplay. Like which, the recent Coldplay show. Here? Yeah. No which way. I'm just like, 
Who's your touring manager? I know. Who booked that? that? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, it was it was cool when when Run the Jewels opened for Lord because clearly yeah. that was Lord who picked Run the Jewel. Yeah. Run the Jewels, but yeah, like O Seven O Shake and Coldplay, I do not see the overlap. The crossover. As a Coldplay fan, obviously, I'd be like, "What is this?" As a O Seven O Shake, like, I mean, why are you even there? Yeah. Why did you buy Coldplay tickets if you wanted to see? <laughs> Maybe there's a crossover. We don't know. Maybe. I I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, That's odd. again, it's just like well, Seven No Shake's not the most out there abrasive artist, but it's just it's a very completely different style. Definitely different yeah. sound. Just imagining like guilty conscience to like fix you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if 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 Coldplay made an album that was similar to Seven No Shake, it'd probably be a lot more interesting. That's what I'm think. saying. So yeah. at least make it cohesive. Yeah, <laughs> make it make sense. That's my that's my Coldplay rant for there you <laughs> go. for the for a while. Dossie's also collaborated with acts including Pierce Washington and Busy Not Dying. Are there any local or international act artists that you would be keen to work with? Because you've worked with Comortal, so there's got to be opening the floodgates. Local a bit. or international? Both. I want to work with Tyler, the creator, so bad. It's been on the top of my bucket list. And um, Steve Lacey, obviously. Mm-hmm. Great songwriter. Love too. you a little bit. Definitely remind me of Steve, oh, Steve Lacey. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, guess what? Wait, what, do you, what song? Well, it came out before his most recent album, so I wouldn't be able to name drop it, unfortunately. Right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, initially, can we say it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Gravity, yeah. like, really was our inspo, that song, yeah. right? I would say. Yeah, Brent Fiaz and, and Tyler and Steve Lacey produced the guitar stuff. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that sound really intrigued both JT and I and... We wrote that, but then we wrote "Love You" a little bit. We were inspired by that track. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, that album he put out last year was awesome. They, yeah. I, I usually don't care about the Grammys, but it's like, come on, give Steve Lacey a Grammy. No, just, yeah. just give he, him a Grammy. He, he gets one. He yeah. gets one. Yeah, he's been in it for like a while. Yeah. yeah, he's been working. Oh, and also Mac DeMarco. I really want to work mm. with Mac DeMarco. Yeah, Mac seems really cool. I'm kind of surprised that Mac and Tyler, the creator, have not crossed over at some point. Did. did they? I don't know. I don't know actually. Yeah. I mean, they're probably there. They probably chill with each other. Like <laughs> just tomorrow, we'll yeah, just manifest this. Happen. It's this Tyler Mac yeah. collaboration. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, who do I really want to work with? I want to work with like Baby Keem. I seem oh, like that'd be fun. Yeah. Him and like Dijon and like McGee. Yeah. Who else? Kenny Beats too. Shout out Kenny Beats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good mix. You have been working with Imperial Music with a distribution deal that is coming to an end. What, upon reflection, have been some of the perks of working together with, with a label? And are you thinking about pursuing other opportunities with other organizations? Yeah. So, like, working with the label, this is, like, our first label we've, like, ever dealt with. So, like, I think by working with them, it just kind of gave us an insight to how, like, just how things work because like we're we're new to it we're still new to it and like not gonna lie we don't know too too much so like to have have, like it's okay it's good to have like the guidance yeah and just like and just having a team knowing what it's like to have like a team behind you it's just just nice and reassuring now we know what to do kind of ish we we kind of like took their blueprint and we're we're kind of basing our planning on that yeah, because that's the that's something that I I always find him talking about with uh with artists on the show, which makes sense because we're all local, we're all kind of yeah. at the same level. It's just like 
it it's so valuable getting outside help when yes. it comes to just marketing and stuff like that because it's it's so much work that you have to do beyond just like you know making art with Absolutely. your friends and it like it's like it's like you can't it's not like that it's not that you can't do it all yourself but it's you eventually lose the creativity aspect because mm-hmm. you're so focused on branding and then promotion and then like shows you got to play out there otherwise they don't even know who the fuck you mm-hmm. are um and then where where does the writing come in because it's like there's no time so yeah now i gotta we gotta figure out a team <laughs> yeah your music videos have a surreal and comedic slant to them that remind me specifically of tyler the creator and odd future which makes sense does the group all collaborate on ideas for your videos or are there specific directors that you've sought out to work with? Yeah, so like I, I like to write the storyboard and like the theme, come up with like with the idea and then I relay that with JT. He helps me out with like what else we can add to that idea. And then we've been working with how many directors? Hugh we worked with three directors so far, yeah. And so and they were able to like catch our our vision and adapt that onto the screen. Um and we so far like especially Kevin our the one who directed Stepmom and our latest upcoming uh uh music video Getaway. I just like he's been amazing. Like his creativity, his um and Daniel, man. Daniel Lin. Um, he also makes music, too. He's pretty sick. He's crazy. He's just, cr- yeah, a- an all-around creative guy. And Kevin was, like, for this latest music video, Getaway, I had an idea to make it a, an alien music video. And But we also had to consider that we're filming this on a budget. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, we were able to receive that grant from Music MVP, right? Yeah. RBC MVP, um, and yeah, just trying to work around that. You'd have to be so skillful and like with the numbers too. You gotta crunch those numbers hard. You only get cheese for crafty. Exactly. That's it. Just cheese, <laughs> no bread. No, no it was it was good. They made it work, and really appreciate them for doing that. Like, yeah, ten out of ten team, the whole team. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to checking it out because I, yeah. I will say like that the stepmom video is great. Like yeah, I, they I got that. mad <laughs> Tyler energy from that. It reminded they me do, also of do. uh I don't know, uh is Tim and Eric the best comparison? <laughs> Kinda. I don't mind that at all. Like yeah, I don't mind anything skitty. <laughs> yeah. If that's like the proper term. Like I I was I I still am a huge fan of like YouTube skits like Loiter yeah. Squad, everything <laughs> and um and then like yeah, so that's where I get my humor from. And, like, vision-wise, like, I am a big fan of all, like, the Wes Anderson films. Mm-hmm. So, like, the little, the color blocks and everything, the themes. You're actually the second band in a row on this show. Oh. Postmodern Connection, la- previous Oh, yeah, episode. I think I take as yeah. much of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Homies. Yeah, they, if you can tell with their music videos, they love Wes Anderson. Yeah, their new, yeah, their yeah. new sounds crazy. Yeah. This is just a weird aside, but I, I, what I find cool is when the skit guys get, or skit people, it's not all, not all, not all guys, um, when the skit people get like bigger opportunities. I mean, Childish Gambino is a good example. Oh, yeah. Um, but another one is, and I haven't seen this movie yet, but there's a horror movie out called Talk to Me. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. It's, um, did you, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's very good, though. It's honestly like it's not that bad. Out of 10, 
I'd give it an eight. That's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. High it's praise. pretty good. Yeah. It's like I did have high expectations, so that's maybe why it's not a ten for me because I do love A twenty four films mm-hmm. completely. Um, but yeah, I don't think you'll hate it. No, I, I don't think yeah. it will. I, yeah, like walking into it like wanting to like it because are you familiar with the stuff that those guys did before? They're two Australian dudes. Michael and Danny Filippo. Filip- I don't Filippo. know what other works they've done. Well, <laughs> the reason why I bring that up is because, again, like they, they started YouTube skit guys. They have, okay. yeah, they have. I'm not sure if you've seen these, but they did a series of like, um, like Ronald McDonald going berserk. Oh, they did that. Yeah, yeah. Those I don't are think the guys. I've seen that. Like there's classic YouTube. Stuff. Oh yeah, there's a hilarious one where it's like, remember when that horrible like neck nominate was a thing? Neck? What am I? I've been living under a, a rock. Okay, clearly. And yeah, and this is like I'm probably dating myself because this is no, a couple, couple no, years no. ago. I should but be knowing this culture. They got their start doing these like crazy Ronald McDonald videos with the with the neck nominate one. Neck nominate being this like terrible viral challenge where it was like see how fucked up you could get in a short period of time right. on camera. And yeah, I love that video. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's so stupid. That was yeah. Ronald was getting annihilated. Yeah. I've watched that video more times than I'd like to admit. <laughs> we all have that one video we like to go back to. I, we're kind of ashamed to show. Yeah. I saw one recently uh, that popped up on uh, my Instagram, and it was just this dude, uh, uh, a black dude uh, in his car, and he's just, he's, he's, you know, he's uh, facing the like selfie video, but he's just like, why do people, why you make your edibles so strong? <laughs> what are you running from? <laughs> why can I taste colors? <laughs> <laughs> that that's funny <laughs> yeah she watched the whole thing though i've watched that a couple times yeah. I, lo- I love that about the internet though it's just as much of it's a can be just a horrible time suck there's just some gems yes absolutely there's garbage and gems yeah the double g's have so i got a i actually have a question about that has the group considered trying to go like the skitty yeah i skitty direction oh, i brought this up in the big Right when we started the band, like I've always wanted to like make little skits on the side, just show off our personalities too, because I like things that are humorous. I try to incorporate that in our music videos, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, it just adds character. Um, but yeah, I I would love to one day. I would lo- so love to with our ensemble. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Inspiration just has to strike, though. Pretty much, yeah. it's like, and I don't want to like. I don't want to like try too hard mm-hmm. with like the skits too because they can be like, what if they're not funny? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just a waste of time. But I, I guess like you never know until you make it. Yeah, there's nothing worse than uh than like making a shitty video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing worse than like being unfunny but just in an unfunny way. Yes, exactly. There's, there's like there's anti humor and there's cringe shit which is great. Yeah, but like dry shit. Too. Yeah, I love dry humor. What does 2024 have in store for Dossie. Do you have any tours in the works? Ish, but like mostly album mode. Like we're trying to like, like really, really nail this like rollout and like yeah, nail this album. Yeah, nice. Do you have um a rough kind of timeline in terms of when fans can expect to hear new music? Early 2024, early summer. Early summer, nice. We'll leave it at that. We don't okay. want to promise anything and then like not deliver true we've we've said many we've been in interviews where we said like oh we're dropping this project on this date and it never did yeah it never did and then like the 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 article comes out and it says something and then fans are like you didn't fucking you didn't post it 
<laughs> I'm sorry I was depressed for a month. I know, exactly. Dude, <laughs> exactly. Only my house. <laughs> exactly. Which was why we took long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and maybe more music videos nice. alongside with the LP and photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll get on to merch. That's something we've been lacking. Oh, yeah. As a band for five years. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. We don't have any merch. Especially with the pandemic. Like, that was just how people were making I any know, money. we should have. But it was like, well, we weren't making money to make those shirts, too. Yeah, so true. It's That's like, the thing. You want to talk sunk cost. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, merch is like, it is one of those things where you really have to be in the right, I think you guys are, but you got to be in the right position to actually do it. Like, you don't want to be like, you know, if you're just starting out as a band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you don't want to be like, oh, we're playing our first show. We already got merch. I'm like, well, uh, uh, I mean, you can, but. They got the right idea. Yeah. yeah. Providing a season for when people can expect new music. That's usually safe. It's just like, oh, season. Yeah, it's That's a four-month yeah. period. Yeah. I guess beyond that, you'd maybe be looking at like touring and stuff like that. But I guess the focus right now is just just yeah. getting everything out. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no shows lined up, uh, hopefully, We'll be able to pick something. We want to like open for a bigger artist as our first tour, which I think seems logical <laughs> in a way. Yeah. What local bands or artists would you recommend we check out or bring on the show for a future episode? Actually, Diamond Cafe would be cool. Is Diamond Cafe island-based? Yeah, yeah. it's an island, though. So Is that local? I guess? I've probably said this, but there's tons of art island artists that I love. Like, yeah. I haven't had... I've had a member of Bridal Party on the show, for example, but okay, I haven't yeah, been okay, able to I haven't had bridal party on just because of the logistics of doing it in person because, yeah, as I'm sure you can imagine, I had to go remote for the pandemic, for the purposes of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But, like, ever since, I've been like, no, in person. <laughs> Which is great. I prefer, like, in-person interviews. It's more, I don't know, a connection. You can, yeah, play off more. You don't feel too static on the screen. Because mm-hmm. while we, while it was a pandemic, we were getting lots of interviews. and It was all through Zoom and... Okay. It just didn't feel like an official interview. It almost felt like a just a call. Yeah. They just want to know what you are, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but other artists, Kim Mortal's good. Any of yeah. the Arc people, honestly. Daniel Lin. Oh yeah, Daniel Lin. His new upcoming project. Yeah, Daniel Lin's cool. Nice. Yeah, Kim Mortal for sure. Kim Mortal, yeah, definitely. Kim, if you're listening, we've yeah. been emailing. Let's yeah. try and yeah. make it happen for the new just, year. Yeah. Any of the Arc people, yeah. Um. Mikey, Jose, Mikey, Jose, yeah. JJ, Adrian. Angling for Mikey or Bungalow. Yeah, Mikey, yeah. Bungalow, bro. I might even, I could probably even like double up on that, on on that, and just like talk to Mikey and Bungalow yeah, and just kind of like do crazy. a joint. That actually be a smart way to do it. There you go. I gotta write that down. Bungalow. <laughs> I guess my friend Hanuel too is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who else? Missy D. Yeah. Missy D. Oh, I've had I've had Missy D on the show. It's been a while. Oh, though, oh whoa, so. okay. okay. Yeah, Miss. It was I think it was Missy D in one of her groups called Lady Jams. Oh, okay. Which actually featured one of my neighbors in the neighborhood I grew up in. It's a small world. Yeah. It really is a small world. Matt Storm. Matt Storm. Storm yep. Had him on the show again. Oh, you it's did. Oh my! Wow, we are late. Oh well. No, no, no. I guess we don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> no, no, but hey. <laughs> I've had repeat guests on the show, uh, and Matt Storm's album, I think it was last year or something Crazy. like that, was really good. So. I just love his voice and yeah. his guitar. He's just good. He's just... Such a chill guy. 
yeah i get Shout that vibe from his music oh definitely <laughs> I mean, it, although it would be kind of funny if uh you know the contrast just like oh, wow he's really high strung and neurotically he just walks in like a has that mad larry yeah. david <laughs> energy I couldn't, imagine, I, I couldn't imagine that from I just make R and B because it makes me money. Yeah. I hate the genre. <laughs> Not no, stacks. But, yeah. <laughs> That's just where my brain goes. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Dossie. Looking forward to the new music you got coming up this year. Thank you, James. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, James Olson. Before we close this episode off with one more song by our featured guest, I just want to let you know that you can keep up with what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Pacific Sound Radio and on our website at pacificsoundradio.com. If you like the show, you can give us a five-star rating and a positive review on your podcast platform of choice that lets you leave reviews. Here is Stepmom. Stepmom.